Hi, I'm Isra Kwonga. And I'm Ryan Hun. And we co-host Stadio, a football podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. Twice a week, Musa and I talk about the goings-on in men's and women's football around Europe and sometimes around the world. We like to zoom in, we like to zoom out, we like to make some silly references. So if you like soccer or football, make sure you search for Stadio, a football podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Think we got it? Yeah, that's good. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on Cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. We're back together. Mike, where are you? Right here. Just turning on my audio recording. A little slow. Sorry. You, you just got the audio. You know what, though? The people are appreciating the fact that when you said that, they probably heard you crystal clear. It sounded so good. Michael, thank you for joining us from New Hampshire. How are you? No. Here's the deal. I don't love the tone I'm getting from you. I can tell you, you did a good show, and I complimented you oh. a little too heavy the other day. You mean the tone I've get- gotten from the beginning from you? No, it's, it's here I'm to getting stay. The real, I'm getting the real. This is a, welcome to my show, Mike. Thanks for thanks for hopping on as a co-host. You know what? One of us How is here in yourself? studio doing you all in the, of dark? the hard work. Are you in the dark, by the way? What's up with the studio? I, no lights? No. What do you mean? <laughs> There's lights. You see light. I do have more lights off than I usually would because you know how I like that. And I'm the only one here. So I'm king of the castle. King of the castle. Creeping and doing your thing. <laughs> I'm proud of you. You know that. Um, how has your time away been thus far? You still have more time. I'm so happy for you. Couldn't be more happy. Not back until Wednesday. Very happy about that. It's been a nice get. It actually was a perfect little calm before the storm, too, because this weekend's going to be a mess with the card show. We've got the VIP party Friday night that Nash Cards is throwing in Nashville. Yeah, I forgot to mention that last week that we have the card show in Nashville. If anybody's around, please come. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday going to be slammed at the show. Friday night, there's the thing at the at uh, Pins Mechanical. It's 100 bucks for that VIP party. We will be there. I will be there. I think you'll be there. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll uh, be there. Eddie from Geo Breaks is flying into town. So, yeah, we're going to be slammed starting this weekend. So I think it was good timing for me to sneak out of town. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be back. We'll bang out the show. 
And we'll be back Thursday, back in the office together. All right. Well, there's your folk, your podcast, folks. Uh, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. Sorry. No, too soon. I'm sorry. I you, thought that was that's a, the best. That's that the best it. end show read you've ever done, though. So I almost think you should have done that. We could add Carlos clip it and just ran with that going forward. By the way, do you ever worry the fact that we got a new producer, such as Carlos, who's done a great job in the one episode he's done so far? Do you think it's because we made fun of the Las Vegas uh, Raiders thing with with Mike? Do you think it has anything to do with that? Oh, please. Who is Mike? Who? I'm Team Mike, Carlos. I've been Mike. Team Carlos so long I can't even remember it. That's true. I remember was, that Roniac kid, Corey, <laughs> our first guy. No, Mike Wagon. No, thanks. We're good. Kari. Moving yeah. on. Get out no, of here. I'm, Carlos all the way. Uh, well, in that case, do you care if I, you, I mean, do you care if I hit a rundown before we do a mail a big picture? Uh, yeah. I, I hate <laughs> yeah. them both. So go ahead. Just do whatever That's you want to do. That's a yes. All right. Folks, you didn't get it last week or maybe the week before. It's time for the rundown NFL NBA standouts from the weekend. Uh, we get to touch on a few things that uh, have happened as far as the World Series goes. Ever heard of it? Big release week, uh, upcoming events, and your mailbag. That is the fastest rundown you will ever hear, but I did it because I could tell Mike was a little perturbed. So you're welcome. Time to hit you with the big picture. It's funny, I'm 15 states away. That is just as putrid to my ears as it is if I was sitting across from you. That's a compliment, you know. Is that because, are you upset because you haven't found a moose yet? Oh, dude, I don't even want to talk. Maine, ugh, <laughs> what a waste. You didn't what even get waste. lobster, bro. What's the point? I had lobster mac and cheese. Oh, did you? In Nashville Hello. before I left, so don't oh. worry about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch to cover for the NFL. As you can tell, I'm, I'm mentally fairly, I haven't been this checked out of an episode in a while, so I think I'm going to keep it Pretty pretty short today, so I can get back oh, to my vacay. Okay, sure. Um, Why? Although, if you want to keep running afterwards, just the Jesse Gibson solo hour, I'm happy with that too. Um, Bro, you're doing so good. You want to go NFL first or NBA? Yeah, I got I got them. Um, I got NFL. I've got a little NBA. I mainly pulled up MLB and NFL and a little NBA. So wherever you want to start, I'll follow the lead, or I'll take it from there. Whatever you want. I mean, big news, like old guys in the, in the NFL are oh, terrible. Dude, Aaron Rodgers thought Aaron Rodgers is just garbage. Tom Brady, I have not seen Tom look that bad in a game as when he looked, I want to say it was 2019 maybe, week two when he played in Arrowhead Stadium and just got absolutely blown out. First pass of the game was unbelievable. Would have been like a 75-yard touchdown to Mike Evans. Just bobbled it, dropped it. After that, he was just done. It was in his head. This is my fear. I didn't want Brady to come back and be garbage. I don't even care about his card values. I just I don't need to see the, the QB of my childhood, the goat getting old in front of our eyes and getting divorced and his family hates him now and he's questioning Jeez. if he should have come back. It's not good. Horrible look for him. Is he questioning? I didn't hear anything about that. Is he actually saying like things publicly? I don't know. There's a lot of rumors out in the... Yeah. Not, nothing public, obviously. He'll never say anything like that public. But yeah, just to see him deteriorate like that, to see... I mean, honestly, I almost would say the three greatest legacy QBs in the game right now, not best today, but Brady, Rodgers, and Russell Wilson. I think those are probably Tannehill. the three best best career quarterbacks in the game right now still playing. And, I mean, Russell Wilson doesn't look like he belongs on a football team anymore. <laughs> I, Aaron Rodgers, you can't beat Washington. I, I don't know what to do there. And Brady puts up three points against Carolina. Like, if me, you, and Carlos found eight other schlubs on the street, we're putting up six points against the Panthers. 
So That's really kind. That's I, a compliment yeah. to you and Carlos more than anything. <laughs> I just obviously here's why I don't want to overreact because I have seen like a bunch of like these awesome catchy you know clickbait worthless headlines. Ooh, Brady the market one you saw? tank. Yeah, that's yeah, there were some of those like you know the Brady market is tanking the Rogers. So Brady's market has been consistently down for the past couple of months, and a lot of that is due to the fact that he's played terribly. And the team is not winning. Like they're under. I don't remember. I also don't remember the last time Brady was under five hundred, which you know what that means now. I do. Uh, yep. This far into a season in his career, I'd like to know the last time Brady was sub five hundred going into week eight. I, week I don't know eight. that that's happened in a while. Do you think it's all Brady though? Like in not team, he, he's like, been he's been horrendous. The team hasn't been great either. But but he's the leader of that team. He was the one big addition. Um, but here's the thing, like for the card, like just to put a card spin on it, I also don't think there's any reason to panic and dump th- those guys. I think all three of those guys, I don't even think it's a question really with Rodgers and Brady first ballot. I think, I think Russell Wilson is probably a first ballot hall of famer if he leaves right now and he won a Super Bowl, went to another, you know, I, I believe he has an MVP or at least not. He's been top three, top five multiple times. So, I mean, if you have their cards, like it stinks that you're watching them deteriorate before our eyes. It's also not over yet. Like if you told me. And especially for Tampa, I mean, Tampa's got a very good team around Brady and they're still leading their division somehow, which is laughable, but I still don't see any reason to like panic and dump their cards. Like if we're not at the bottom, I think we're pretty close on all three of those guys. So I would still just hold their stuff. I've got a question. When it comes to Brady, do you think that this is like, you know, you've seen much more of Brady than most of us probably have. Uh, Do you think this is like an eye opener when you lose to, you know, three to 20 something uh, to a a very poorly performing team. Do you think this is like something where it's like, okay, guys, you know, time to get our heads right back in the game. That's what last week was to the Steelers. You lost to Kenny Pickett in half a game and then Mitch Trubisky like that. That was the eye opening. Hey, guys, we're (laughs) not all we thought we were going to be eye opener. Yeah, I'm going to yell at my teammates and make a lot of fuss. By the way, that, too, was one of the most useless storylines this week. The fact that he's been yelling at his offensive linemen. Just to oh, put it in perspective, yeah. when you're six and one and you're screaming at your offensive lineman, it's because you're the ultimate competitor and you're great. When you're three and four and look like garbage, you're just like an angry guy yelling at teammates and you're a cancer in the locker room. So yeah. I, I don't subscribe to any of that. It's, it's totally overrated garbage. But that's what last week was with the Steelers. So okay. this week now, to go to Carolina, dude, yeah. PJ Walker. You could tell me PJ Walker is the name of our next producer, and I would have thought that just as believable as the fact that he just started a game in the NFL. Nobody no knows chance. who PJ Walker is. He looked like Aaron Rodgers. Like, like <laughs> he's dominated Brady. They have no Christian McCaffrey, which we'll get to that. I just, yep. yeah, the Brady fan in me is super bummed out. The Brady card collector, PC holder of his stuff is like, yep, this is kind of where we're at with him, and then he'll retire and he'll go in the Hall of Fame. Doesn't change my opinion of his cards long term. This is one of those you just let this year happen, and and maybe they find some magic at the end of the season and go crazy. But if not, it's kind of like okay, well, if you're holding Brady stuff, it's because you think he's the all time guy, and it doesn't matter. So I would say just ignore kind of this. What what we're going to look back on is this short window of garbage time for him. Well, so that brings up the point then of Rodgers and Brady. It looks like Brady has had more of a decline, at least across more cards that that I could find and it makes me wonder is it an opportunity to buy then because I specifically I looked at um the playoff contenders uh, rookie ticket auto it's a BGS 9 auto 10 it's right now at 45,000 which is almost a 2 year low 
it just like, this is kind of what I talked about on the episode last week when you weren't there, just about how, if you have the uh, money and it's not like a, uh, a quick flip scenario, this is more of a long-term safer play. Is, do you think that would be considered a safer play? Here's the only thing with that. I would say in general, yes. But like, if you listen to just the media in general and economists and the financial guys, I don't have to tell you this, Mr. Series seven over there drinking. What is that water you're drinking? That's what do we got? That's a water and this is coffee. I'm doing two drinks at once. You know how I do. All right. Take it easy. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the fact that there's like a potentially generational type recession coming in the minds of many people much smarter than me. I don't know that I'm tying up money in anything massive right now unless it is completely expendable or just unbelievable long term. I do like I'm starting to get that vibe from a lot of people with more money and knowledge and connection than I am. Like, hey, things are going to get weird next year. If that's the case, then I don't think there's any reason to reach on any of this stuff right now. I, I, I'm for the first time becoming what you would call a bit bullish on the market. No, 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 bearish. bearish. There it is. <laughs> Moose, Mooseish? Is that one? Is that another one? Um, what do okay. you call? By the way, what is it? Did you know this? Female moose do not have antlers. I thought all moose had antlers. Huh? I thought this was a species-wide thing. Do you even care to see a moose without antlers? I, that, I'm only have in it you, for the antlers. Have you ever seen a moose in person? No, no. I did see. Hey, Carlos. Um, Carlos, have you ever seen a moose in person? I can't say that I have. No. Has this here's is, a real I'll question. You, what a Has what a anyone, disappointing roster we are. The three of us. Just anyone oh, actually seen one? Is it real? That's my real question. So, so let me get back to this Panthers talk real quick. Okay. I am excited about CMC going to San Francisco. Christian McCaffrey. I think that's going to be good news for him. Although they looked like trash against, you know, what I still think might be the best team in football, the Chiefs. They didn't look like trash. What are you talking about? I thought that was a good like, game. Yeah, but like 25 I mean, points. Yeah, but I, like, yes, in the second half, they, they did take a little bit on the chin, but they played pretty well in the first half. Okay, congratulations. You played half a decent game and then you got oh absolutely gosh. obliterated at home. Like, what are we, what are we talking about here? But in, in long term, I think for card values... I actually think I, I think we saw a little bit of a bump in his pricing. I think there's probably still time if you wanted to take a flyer on CMC. I would go rookie stuff 2017. I think it's a decent time just because him and Debo together are very good. That defense is very good. They still can't find a quarterback. But if they ever do, you know, who knows what happens. Or if Jimmy G just gets a little bit more consistent. But I do. I'm actually excited about what he's going to do in San Francisco. So I like him. I think that he's like that. The fact he got traded to a con at least kind of a contending team is a positive for him and for the hobby for his hobby at least i woke up at 4 a.m this morning and i had i woke up from a dream that i was trying to get a christian mccaffrey uh card graded and the auto was trash and so it wasn't grading as well i don't know why that's a, a thing but i felt like it needed to be mentioned um Tua dak prescott back. also came back yeah dak and prescott dak and Tua. i mean are the two guys that returned this week Tua looked okay i mean had a good opening drive I don't know, though, if it's the fact that he just looked okay or that I don't maybe that Steelers team just better than I'm giving him credit for. Uh, that's a few like they've played a pretty tough schedule and have actually hung in there and playing, you know, almost 500. Uh, but it was nice to see him back. He didn't sustain any big hits. He was healthy. I think that's a good sign for his market. Not only that, Tua was aggressive in that game. Like it was kind of interesting. I would have thought he would have been more on the shy side. Like, in fact, Carlos and I were talking about it before you got in. It was kind of surprising to see how. Like, he just like, I don't even care anymore. I got brain damage. I'm running out there doing whatever I want. <laughs> you know, this is, it would be great if there was a back and forth. You could comment and not just you know be silent. Tough? I'd love that. The, 
the timing being on Zoom. There's like a delay, so I don't know when you're done. And I'm trying not to interrupt you. So oh, it's not you. Okay. It's not no, you, you know, it's me. I get that and I'm totally yep, my but bad. But Tua, I agree. He at least he was not restricted in his movement. He scrambled a few times. Uh, great to see him back. I think if you have his stuff, like my thing when he got hurt is I just put his stuff away. Let's hold it. Let's see what he does now. He's now 4-0 and on the season. They're 4-3. and You know, let's see what he does. And then I, if he plays well and if the team keeps winning, which I think is very possible, then I think you'll have a good opportunity to move his stuff. Um, so good news for Tua. I thought Dak looked okay. You know, and the fact that Dak is back is good. So Dak was actually my buy yesterday. I bought an Optic Bronze Auto, uh, PSA 9, for 300 and then I bought, oh, no, no, less than, was it 300? Yeah, 300. And then I bought a Prism Silver 2017 PSA 10 for 300 as well. So I bought those two DAC cards yesterday just because I thought, hey, the team's five and two. Um, I think they're going to be playoff relevant. They were that good with a backup. I think they'll be even better with DAC when he's back to, to full swing. Okay. Um, so, so some good stuff there. Um, let me just hit a couple quick injury notes if that's cool, just because okay. I, I did think. I'm I'm sorry. Before you go to injuries, I did just want to mention Daniel Jones. I don't know if you've looked at his card values or not, but he's finally like people are starting to respond to the their performance. The Giants. I mean, dude, they're six and one. How do you like? It's about time. Yeah, it's yeah. His uh, 2019 Prism PSA 10 is like now doing fifty two dollars. It's like the best it's done in uh, six months or something like that. Yeah, it's it's very impressive. So I think that's kind of what we're seeing in the market too. Guys are a little bit smarter and a little bit more cautious. So when there's a, a a week or two weeks or three weeks in a row, it's not like, oh, all of a sudden this is the next Brady. But we are seeing if guys are consistently good, their, their market's moving up, which is a good thing. Um, so that's the case with Daniel. And Zach Wilson even. Zach Wilson played pretty – like he, he looked okay yesterday. He didn't do anything special, but he didn't make any terrible mistakes either, and they won. They're 5-2. and two. I just think at some point we're going to start looking at these teams – like, hey, Zach, the Jets are five and two. The Giants are six and one. Like, this is a good thing to see young guys, young quarterbacks in particular, on a team with a with a really good record, really winning record. So it is interesting that Zach's pricing hasn't really changed much. Like, and, and even it though they perform well, he hasn't done nearly as much as Daniel Jones. He hasn't had the one breakout game where he's gone crazy, and he hasn't played. He missed the first few games of the season. Daniel Jones has won six games for them. So yeah. I think we'll see Zach kind of carry on. But if you believe in Zach like I do, it's probably not the worst time to throw some money into him right now anyways. Because at some point, I do think with the weapons he's got, and that was one of my other comments, Brees Hall's out for the year. I just saw he has a, a torn ACL, which is, that stinks. He was actually having a really good year running back for them. But he's still got St- uh, Garrett Mitchell. They have weapons. I do think there's going to be a couple games here where the Jets not only win, but he puts up big numbers. And when we see that, I think we'll start to see movement. So I think... I think Zach is probably one of those guys you have time. If you if you like him, there's time to do it. With Daniel Jones, it's probably, you know, the ship has kind of sailed there. I don't know that I'm buying in at Daniel Jones. Like you just said, he's at a six-month high. I'm probably not spending the money on him now. Um, but I still, I think Dak's a decent buy right now, which is why I spent money on him. I think Zach Wilson, I have some stuff. If I didn't, I would probably buy a couple cards of his. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and then the other one that was weird, you hear Ryan Tannehill was in a walking boot today? Oh, I heard that. I, I was like, yeah, I did. I couldn't remember. It was you uh, in the chat uh, with the the boys. Yeah, I did not know that it, he was injured that badly, though, because he went back out and played. Yeah, so I do wonder, does that give Malik Willis, a, you know, because here's the other thing, too, just a, another quick, I, I think at least a story to pay some attention to is, where are we at with 2022 football rookies? Like, Kenny Pickett has played, and again, he did not have an overly amazing game, but I watched that game last night. 
I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Like, I think he makes enough plays where even in the hobby, there's going to be continued buzz. So he's selling well. Um, I do think Malik Willis, we probably see at some point this year. I don't know if he can play, but I think that's good. The fact that he'll start. Uh, and then the other one that gets interesting to me is what happens tonight with the Pats. Like they're saying up here that they think Mac Jones is going to get back in and play this week. I would like nothing more than to see Zappy play. Not only do I think he has a higher upside, at least in the short term, and this is a terrible team in the Bears, but I also think that's phenomenal for the 2022 rookie class. Like we've been saying all along, hey, if this thing moves a little bit, it's going to be great because the wax price is so cheap. Well, man, if you can get some decent, like if you can get quarterback play to go along with the positional players who are already playing awesome, then all of a sudden 2022 is not a bad year. It's, oh, it's actually really good and really cheap compared to what it's priced at. So I am kind of paying attention to that just to see who who ends up starting. So that would be uh, interesting. And the only other note was Sam Ellinger is now starting for the rest of the season for the Colts, which is, you know, again, I'm, I don't know that I buy the Sam Ellinger hype, but if you want to take a flyer on a guy who is dirt cheap, that's a very talented team that hasn't performed this year, but they're also only a game out of first in their division. If you want to take like a flyer on a cheap dude, Sam Ellinger, like people heard this and went out to eBay and like he's got this like uh, there's a gold prism uh 2021 out of 10 someone li- had just listed for five thousand dollars uh and then like it's just a, a bunch of other just random cards of his 900 or a thousand a thousand six hundred dollars just people are trying to jump on that train but there you can't find a single one of his cards that's actually sold anytime recently is he a, so is he a 2020 rookie i believe 2021 yeah i believe 2021 okay. yeah so it's interesting uh, you know what the uh, one guy that we didn't talk about uh, and we haven't really talked much because there hasn't been a lot to talk about was just Burrow. Man, he he looked good yesterday. That was a, a decent game for him. Do you have five touchdowns yesterday? Four passing um, rushing? I have it right he, here. What did you're he right, do? by he, the way. 20, 21 rookie Sam Ellinger. That's not bad either with that class. Another potential starting quarterback. Cool. Yeah, um, but Burrow, so Burrow, I was kind of thinking of like, okay, he's been dropping pretty consistently is now an opportunity to buy into him now that he is so low and he is showing off, you know, some signs of not being a one, you know, one and done as far as doing so well last year and then not as well this year. But I don't know. I was curious what you, you thought there. Again, normally I would have been like, yeah, like they have a winning record. He's played really well the last couple of games, especially this yesterday was his breakout performance. But I think the mindset's changed. So no, I'm not in a rush to buy him. The same way I'm not in a big rush to start buying Herbert stuff because he's dropped. I think both of those guys, if we look in three weeks, no matter almost no matter what they do, like if they both play really good a few weeks in a row, I think there's still time to buy him then. So I do. I just think kind of we're seeing the same trends. They're just taking a little bit longer. Hey, guy had a, has been playing great for two weeks. Okay, they would have been a huge spike last year because the market was hot. Now, maybe it takes four weeks for a guy to play like that to see a huge market sp- uh, uh, spike in his market. So I just think people are being a little bit more cautious, which is affecting the pricing. Because again, like even Sam Ellinger, there's a perfect example. If that happens last year, dude, eBay is flooded with sales. Everybody's buying him like a maniac. This year, it's like, okay, we're not going to affect his pricing. We're going to keep an eye on him for a week or two and see what he can do, which is probably a smart move. I mean, I I think it's probably, we all love seeing those crazy spikes on people, but at some point that was going to stop. I think we're probably in the time period now. We're not going to see that. And so, okay, like with an Ellinger, great. You want to take a flyer real cheap? Fine. But I wouldn't expect after one week, his stuff just goes through the roof. It might take two or three weeks now. Last thing on NFL for me, at least. I was in a break with uh, 
uh, Evansville Karch up on the app. And um, I had gotten the Jets and I pulled. I was like, oh, wow, I don't think I've ever won an RPA in any of these. And it was Brees Hall. And of course, that's still a just, good card, though. That's, that's still worth well more than what you paid for the break, I bet. Yeah, no, I think the card is still good, but it's like it just. Oh, you're, of course, you're responsible happen. for the injury, though. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's that's there's no one else to blame but me. Um, all right, you wanted to go NBA? Yeah, I got a couple NBA notes. Um, same thing because 2022, we've been really down on that. I say we, the hobby in general. Like, there's a reason the little bit of wax that has come out has come out so cheap because there wasn't a ton of hype. Like Chet Holmgren, I feel like was the most hyped up guy, and he got injured before the season. So it's like, well, what are we looking at now? Paulo Bencharo, uh, I've watched his highlights of the first couple games, and I watched the full game against the uh, Celtics the other night. Mm-hmm. The kid is averaging like 24 points, nine rebounds, three assists. It's not just that. Like, he looks really, really good. I wish he wasn't on an 0-3 team. Like, I don't yeah, know if imagine going to win any games, but that kid looks like he can really, really play. Um, yeah. I, I think, like, like, to the point where maybe he's a guy who can kind of carry the... Uh, you know, the rookie class, at least to a degree. Um, the other kid, too, I was going to... I've got one. I've got, I'm curious if it's the one you, you're going to say. Benedict Arnold. That's the one. Mathurin or Matt, Matt Huron. I don't know. But yeah. The Pacers, again, just a weird team. Like, he's a young... He's a rookie who's averaging... What's he averaging? 24? Yeah, 24 points. 24 and points. And then Tyrese yep. Halliburton, who's a second-year guy, is out there and he's... At, or he might be a third-year guy. I forget. But he's having a great season. Like, 25 and 9 right now. I don't expect that to to stay, but at least for right now, it's like I, I like to see some of those guys. I guess it does the point stink there again, is not on a winning. Not I mean, like they're one and two, but I mean, still the best thing there is the fact that there there's at least some hype now around these kids yeah. for for a draft class. At least I think most of us thought was going to be very underwhelming. I don't know if that's the case. I actually think this might be a very good. I'm not going to go very good, but I think there's enough here. Where like if Vanchero plays this good, he might be able to single handedly kind of carry the value of this class. Um, so that's been cool to see. A couple other just quick standouts, and I'm curious if you could pull up some Tatum cards because Tatum mm-hmm. looks like the best player on the floor in every game, and like as good as any player in basketball. Tatum now I'm a Boston. Awesome. I'm a I'm a Celtics fan. We're three games in. I'm going to overreact, and I'm clearly biased to the Celtics. Yeah, get in there. But he has looked. Much more under control offensively. He's averaging 35 points a game. Uh, the other night, he put up like 20 in the first 15 minutes against the Magic. He had you know buckets when they needed him. I just he looked good against Philly in the first game. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to struggle a little bit without the coach, but I don't know what his market has done yet. Do you have any? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right now he's actually. So this doesn't sound like all that impressive, but when you compare it to like everybody else who's either flat or mostly down, like he's, this is pretty cool to see. But um, so on October 2nd, and I just pulled up uh, the first card was the seven, 2017 uh, prison PSA 10 on the second it sold for, I think it was like 179, 180 bucks or something. And as of um, I think yesterday or something, it's sold for over 200. So uh, definitely, a response, a positive response, which has been more and more rare as we've seen uh, the market kind of declining lately. Yeah, so that's my point. Like, it's gone up some, but it's not anywhere near where it was last year. So I think there's probably some room to still buy him. Um, he's got a couple other cards, too. Like, even like I've got his Prism. Um, 
his Prism Silver. So that PSA 10 has actually spiked up hard recently, though. I just I'm looking on Card Ladder now. That thing's actually yeah, twelve hundred and fifty bucks again. Yeah, wow. And that was doing nine hundred a couple weeks. Yeah, that ago. was under a that was under a thousand for a while. Um, but the wow. fact that we're this early in the season and we're seeing that kind of positive movement. I think that's a guy you can probably look at if you did want to kind of, you know, take a shot on somebody. Um, Zion is the other guy I was going to mention. Man, as excited as I am to see how good that team is playing, they're 2-1 and one now, I think. Again, last night. So first of all, in preseason, it was either preseason or the first game, he kind of rolled his ankle, didn't leave, but he at least was, you know, a minor injury. Then last night, he gets blocked from behind on a dunk and hits, hits the back, just falls flat on his back. He gets, I just... But it's not that bad. It's like a hip contusion or something. And it, they, I mean, granted, they haven't said how long he's going to be out or if he's going to be out, but he, they didn't rule him out for that game. So it does make me hopeful that it's not that bad. I don't think it's terrible. I guess my biggest fear with him is I think all of these little things are really now just creating the mindset and, and even pressing the narrative more that, hey, you have to be careful getting into the Zion market because this is not a guy who can stay healthy. So I think that I think just that perception, now, even if it's not as real as it, it as it maybe seems, I do think that is going to really hinder his market. Um, so I wonder with Zion, and I'll tell you, and this is not a new take for me. The other guy that's in, unbelievable this year, like he got forty nine points and they got blown up by the Mavs. Ja Morant looks like he has finally discovered a jump shot, which is nice to see. And the kid is still, despite a deep playoff run last year, comes out smoking hot this year across the board being outsold by Zion and, oh, and yeah. hugely outsold by Luca. I don't understand it. Like I just, I, I don't get it. I'm never going to get it, but I think he's somebody to watch. Donovan Mitchell's another guy I think has a ton of upside, man. I don't know that the Cavs can beat the top teams in the East in the playoffs, but I think that the Cavs because of their depth and their youth. And now they kind of have that number one. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Donovan Mitchell's market really spike hard in the next month or two, just because I think they're going to win a bunch of games and people are excited to see another contender in Cleveland. So, Did you see uh, Giannis also perform very well Saturday with the Rockets? I think it was like 44 points or something, but um, yeah, he, he was looking awesome out there. Yeah, Giannis is fantastic. Joker played awesome against the Warriors. I will say this too, the best time to be a sports fan and to be in the card market. Like, we've got two sports, you know, obviously football, basketball, right in the, in the swing of things, which is awesome. And, I mean, the World Series starts in a couple of days. We haven't even—it's, like, third on the docket. It's not a bad time. Like, if you're in the short-term market, I do think this is the perfect time for you to just kind of pick your sport, pick your guy, and make a play at something. And I think that's what's really cool, too, right now is, like, we keep talking about, like, you know, cautious on investments. There's still—if you want to collect any of these guys, there's still a ton of options out there that are— relatively low cost. Like we, of course, have talked about, you know, some expensive options, but a lower, like the P and it's interesting too, to see the PSA nines get more of a bump in a lot of cases when you see better performance than some of the PSA tens, just because of the price point that the PSA tens are at. People don't want to put that much money into it, whether they think he's going, you know, well or not, or someone's doing well or not. So uh, yeah, PSA nine on some of these is not uh, at all necessarily a bad thing. I think. Yeah, so here's where I'm at with that. I am all on board right now. Like I said, I just spent the 600 bucks yesterday on DAC cards because I think if he plays good two, three weeks in a row, there's a quick turnaround. Um, all the guys we talked about, if whoever, I'm not going to buy baseball because I just don't care about either team enough to follow. But if you think, hey, I really think this guy's going to, Bregman's going to be great for the Strohs and they're going to win. Perfect. Buy him up now. Go crazy. You know, if you think, 
you know, again, take your pick. Tatum, uh, Zion, Donovan Mitchell, Steph's going to have like a crazy week or two in basketball. Where my mindset is right now, hobby-wise, is I'm all in on the short-term stuff in basketball and football particularly because I think we're still going to see those, you know, but I'm, I'm holding, like, if you offered me a big Brady rookie right now, I don't know that I'm buying it. Like, I, I do, even me, I'm just kind of like, I don't know, in six months. You think there's going to be more of a drop? Yeah, because I just wonder, like, okay, we're going to find an off season for for football yeah. at least, and then if we're in the middle of this again, what? And I don't, I try not to be. I'm not doom and gloom. Like some people say, it's going to be the end of the world. Other people, it's not going to be nothing. Usually, it falls in the middle. So we're probably going to hit some pretty tough financial times. So my thing is like, okay, so I'm just going to wait and see what it's like in six months, and kind of get an idea of where the market in general is at, and then I'll make my play. So even for big PC stuff, unless it's this unbelievable deal. Or if I can trade, if I can trade into stuff, I'm always fine doing that because I just assume, well, if everything tanks, I'm I'm no worse off. And if everything spikes, again, no worse. But yeah, I don't think I'm coming out of pocket for big money on cards for the next few months. I think I'm going to kind of wait and see. I really do. I will say that's where I have had a little bit of fun in some breaks just over the weekend where it's like, oh, here's 20 bucks to get on like a certified break or something like that. Like that was, I've been breaking, was fun. I've been breaking like a maniac up here, by the way, just because oh, I've been really? like, well, yeah, like at night, you're just sitting around doing nothing. It's vacation. Yeah. You're chilling. I've gotten murdered. I've I've gotten nothing <laughs> in any of my breaks. I will tell you that, which has been awesome. I actually did not too not too shabby on some football breaks yesterday. So I'm hey, not Jesse, not hating you it. Yeah, no, about it's it. okay. Uh, MLB. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go MLB. Well, MLB. Before we get into it, just because it's so associated, the so rare competition. This is the last week of the MLB so rare competition. Um, I think you have to have everything uh, signed up by Friday. I will double check that right now. But the big point is um, we have winners for the World Series tickets. Unfortunately, I don't know how to pronounce any of the names. So um, I'm not. <laughs> I so, so is this know. mailbag or World Series tickets? Which one? The, this is World Series tickets um, are the ones who got uh, this last competition. This week is. Uh, first and second place get uh, signed autographed jerseys and third place gets uh, autographed ball. But uh, yeah, set your lineups right now. Uh, the winners for, or the winner of the world series ticket was DJ E 91. There I don't know how to pronounce anything else other than that. Cause the other ones are, I think German names, um, Brian, Bryn Ludlow also won something. How about that? Um, but baseball competition week 26, Get your lineups in by Friday. Uh, the MLB, uh, I'm sorry, World Series notes that I did want to point out, though. Jeremy Pena, do you know anything about who he is? Like, I don't know how much we talked about him. Rookie for the Astros, yeah. I think he was a prospect a couple of years ago. He said he's the one who had the big walk-off home run in the, in the 18th inning against the Mariners, had another home run last night. So you're yeah. familiar. So you did you see he won uh, the ALCS MVP? Yeah, well-deserved. You see, he also has rookie cards and a product we're going to talk about in a minute, which I think is awesome. That's my question about the well-deserved part. Like, why not Jordan on that uh, in, in for MVP? Why do you think, Jeremy, just because, and this could be ignorance or whatever, but when I looked up as far as like stats go, as far as players in postseason, I mean, the only spot he comes up is home runs. Like he's uh, of everyone in the AL league. Uh, or uh, the American league. He is second in home runs, but as far as like batting average runs batted in, he's not even in any of these, the hits or anything like that. Are he's you not, talking about for the playoffs or for the season? This is uh, uh, the postseason. 
So American League postseason players. I'm just so give me his give me his numbers. All right. So looking at Jeremy Pena's stats, batting average in the postseason is 303. Um, he has had let's see hits. He's had 10 hits, seven runs, home runs. He's had three home runs. Um, so you know, obviously he's not done poorly by any means. Uh, but I was looking at Jordan. Jordan overall over the season now, and that's another question I had as a as I'm going over this. The ALCS MVP is this only based on postseason stats? It's only based on that series, isn't it? Isn't the ALCS MVP? Carlos, do you happen to I, know? I actually don't know. Carlos might be able to, might have to help us on this one. I'm not a baseball person. I don't know the answer, but I can look it up. <laughs> that's okay. That's Carlos okay. did not help. Carlos did not help us at all on this one. For the record, let the record show that. <laughs> but he helped everywhere else. Um, so. Uh, he's beating. So Jeremy is beating Jordan in batting average in the postseason, um, but not in the regular season. And right, he's so beating for him sure. He, let, I'm home runs. Here. Okay, so here you go, real quick. So this is for the ALCS MVP for that series only. So the kid batted three thirty three, and again only played four games, two home runs, two doubles, four RBI, and hit a game tying three run homer in the third inning of Sunday's game clinching uh, series. Yeah, he was pretty dominant. Like in that series, that's amazing. So, so we are saying that it is all, all based on postseason. No, it's based on that one series only. Not even the postseason. That series. Oh, 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 oh! I got the you. ALC. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. So that's where yeah, I got I mean, confused. Yeah, um, but his that's, card that's pricing is reflected in that. I don't know. Did you have a chance to look at any of his stuff? No, he's been on the climb since he hit that home run against the Mariners, which is awesome because he's a rookie in a bunch of stuff this year. So it's. Again, kind of an unexpected yeah. guy taking a jump, which is great. So if you looked at his 2020 Bowman Chrome um, prospects, uh, first auto PSA 10 on October 10th, it's sold for 155. As of today, the 24th, it's sold for 565. Yeah, like, see, that's a guy. How do you not just sell him right now? Yeah. Like today, like, I don't even wait for him to step on the field in the World Series. That's somebody you probably have to sell. Um, I tell you, it's still the, the most intriguing guy to me in this whole series. There's a couple other guys. Bryson Stott has played well for the Phillies. Alec Baum, you know, a couple of young guys who have had some rough pasts. Like they came out really hot as prospects and rookies and they kind of had quiet, you know, at least quiet seasons to a degree. I think those are some guys you could probably look at, but this is really a pick em. Who do you think is winning the World Series and you roll with a player or two on that team if you're going to mess around with it? Like I, I think that's probably what you have to do. Um, I'm trying to think the only one to me like monumentally where this is career, somewhat career, not even career altering because he's still young, but Bryce Harper. Like if Bryce Harper plays really well and wins the World Series MVP, he probably has the most sustainable jump in value just because he's already got an MVP. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. All the other guys, it's like, yeah, it, like Reese Hoskins, he could have a great series. I think as soon as it's done, he drops. Jeremy Pena is coming down in a month, no matter what happens. Um, you know, even Stott and Alec Baum. I like those guys for short term for a week or two, but that's not anybody I'm holding after the fact. Kyle Schwarber. Schwarber's probably going to hit some home runs in the World Series just because he's been on such a tear. I'm not, I'm not holding that guy, but Bryce Harper is the one guy I think you get into and probably be safe holding throughout. And then I think it's just a matter of pick them. You you pick the team you want to mess with. So Bryce Harper is up like 20% um, over the last uh, few days, basically since uh, they, they, well, I guess they won yesterday. Let me see the last card sold for $120 um, on Bryce Harper. So that card sold on the 22nd 
for 104. And as of yesterday, the 23rd, it was selling for like 125 bucks. Um, yeah, I think you'll probably see that be pretty consistent with him, uh, you know, depending on what he does in the series. But but if he wins, I think he's the guy who holds his value going forward. The larger increase was the Reese Hoskins, which I mean, I don't want to be that guy to say it, but Carlos mute I, him, mute him. Nope. When I, on the tw- on the Monday, last Monday's episode, I said he was $20 for his 2018 tops Chrome. I said, PSA 10, it's 20 bucks. It had already gone up from like eight or nine, but the way he was looking stats wise, he could actually have a nice bump if they did well. And now he's selling for $28. So I'm just saying that's like a, what 40% increase or something like that. Like, it's not, it's not bad. I, I forget the question, sorry. <laughs> Moving on. All right. All right, let's go to release week, and then we can bang out some mailbag, because I'm going back to sleep. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's actually a big release week, too. It's yeah, there's so many. I didn't know where you wanted to start. So I'm going to pull them up as we go, but I've got them already. All right. Let me hit the show. Yeah. The first one, biggest of the week, not even close to me. Uh, 2021, 22 select basketball. Now, yes, it's crazy. We have rookie stuff from last year still coming out, but it's select. It's, you know, select is a top five product in my opinion. Overall, I, I am happy with the price. Um, what is the market on it today? Uh, market price for a box is almost $800, like 790 bucks. Yeah, I mean, noticeably cheaper than the past three years in particular, especially 19 and 20. So uh, still a deep class. You're seeing a lot of those guys play pretty well. Cade, Scotty Barnes, uh, Jalen Green's been playing really well early. So I actually think that price probably goes up in the next month or two, which is different from what we've seen for the past couple basketball releases. But that's your high-end basketball chase. If you're looking to mess with one, uh, it's that. The exact opposite of that would be 2022 Select Draft Picks Football. Um, I'm not even going to spend any time talking about it because I wouldn't mess with it. It's it's college football. 
It's cheap. <clears throat> so if you're a college fan, you know, fantastic. If you like those guys, you know, again, if you're chasing college uniform stuff, it's one thing. Other than that, it's not really a product I think you have to spend any money on. Like, I, it, it's generally going to underperform what people think. So my only question, though, is that like what we're running into with the delays as far as card products coming out is that like in some situations we're seeing there are rookies out there who are now playing and performing and they don't have a card. So they guys would probably inherently go to a college product to try and, you know, take advantage of their hype. Is that not a case for maybe a college product like this? No, we have a bunch of pro football uniform stuff out already. Now, for example, like again, 2022 football, uh, Panini Black Football, normally that's one that comes out It's so expensive. I just look at it, I go, I wouldn't mess with it. It's, it's not worth it. But I actually think I'm going to have an opposite take this year. What's the market on that this year? On the, you said Panini Black? Yep. I got $350. Do me a favor and pull up last year. Pull up 2020. Because I am kind of curious. Because again, this is one of those, like I said, a lot of years it's just like, yeah, it's a decent product, but it comes out at $500 a box. I, I'm not messing with it. Even if I pull somebody good, it's so expensive. I think I'm going to get crushed at $350 a box, depending on what last year's was. Or 2021, at least, not 2020. Either way. Yes. Um, last year's, holy cow, uh, almost $700, like $675. And that's for 21, right? Yep. Yeah, that's what I mean. So half the price of that, I'm in on that product. I think it's a great product. You could probably rip that as personals. I just think that's for the value there. I think that's probably a great product to go heavy on breaks in. Is it down so much be because of the quarterback class? Yeah, I mean, everything last year and the market, everything's come out cheaper this year. A lot of it is because of the weak rookie class. But as we just said, it might not end up being that weak of a rookie class. So Okay. And it's it's still got a bunch of big vet hits in it as well. The fact that it's half the price of last year, yeah, like that just literally that is so indicative that price just totally flipped the script there. Normally I'm just a hard pass on it. This year I'm like, oh, for three fifty? Yeah, I'd buy into breaks on that and not even think about it. So it's crazy yeah, too, I like that. Twenty twenty of that product is almost thirteen hundred bucks. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Just insane. Um Friday there's a couple other ones coming out. We're just gonna hit them right now because we're gonna have to do it later in the week. Twenty twenty two Chronicles baseball. Chronicles is kind of that hodgepodge. You get five or six different brands within the pack. Um the only thing I'll say, the checklist is loaded, has autos of every big rookie and prospect. Um, again, though, where is this at price-wise? Chronicles Baseball. 130. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Just super. I thought you were going to say 150. I was going to say, yeah, not bad. For 130, for the amount of hits, numbered stuff, and everything else you get, and the checklist, that's probably, of all the products we've talked about so far, I would rip that as a personal before anything else because of the price and the potential hit. And I would also bust up with breaks and anything with that. So cheap. Why not? Okay. Uh, you're basically in, is there really anything you care about in these other than the auto, the autos? I mean, like, and there's like a memorabilia, I think in there too, but yeah, Chronicles. So that's again, the difference Chronicles, you get a ton of numbered stuff. So if you pull a wandered number to 10, it's probably going to pay for your box. And there's a bunch of them. Cause there's all the different products in it. So, okay, cool. it's, it's really not a bad product. The last one I want to spend just a minute on, um, Give me pricing when you can. 2022 Tops Update Baseball. It comes in hobby and jumbo. I'll just say this checklist. Is, this checklist is what we were hoping Tops Chrome would be. Um, so shoot me the price first on hobby and jumbo. Uh, on a hobby box, 115 bucks. Okay, and jumbo. On a jumbo, jumbo box is 229, 230. Yeah, I think 
I actually think those are probably both pretty awesome buys. I forgot to pull up the checklist, but I mean, obviously, so this is one you are chasing the base. Everybody wants the Mike Trout auto and the red autos and all that, but you are basically here chasing the base cards and the variations or refractors of the big rookies. So you can sub them, you know, grade them quick, get them back. Um, again, this is one of those you just pick your poison with SGC or with PSA. For all the base stuff, I'm going SGC super fast and cheap, get them back and sell them. For bigger stuff, numbered stuff, I'm going to PSA. Uh, but I know Spencer Torkelson's on the list, Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt. Those are the three big guys. CJ Abrams in there as well. Um, uh, Jeremy Pena has a rookie. Like, this is a legit... Bryson Stott's in there. Um, Mackenzie Gore, Hunter Green. It's actually a pretty crazy loaded paper product. Um, I, I think you're going to see those prices be quite a bit higher after we see this thing rip for a couple weeks. Like, once it's a little bit tougher to find. So, of all the products here, I think this is probably the smartest one to just throw in the closet and forget about completely. Like, buy it and then don't even touch it. Because I think the, I think with that checklist, it's that good. Like, Torkelson, J-Rod. Like, J-Rod's such a superstar. It's r- ridiculous. And he also has a supporting cast around him. And then next year, I think most baseball experts and scouts would tell you, like, Bobby Witt's probably going to have a better year next year. Torkelson, for sure. You know... Uh, I, yeah, I, I think this has the chance to be that type of a generational type talented rookie class because of who's in it. So hmm. I love that okay. as a hold. That's cool. All right. Nice. Um, there you go. There are release weeks. Anything else we wanted to talk about before we start getting into mailbag? I, uh, we already ta- covered the event this coming week. If you're in Nashville, come to the Nashville. It, where is it? I can't even remember. Is it Nashville Fairgrounds? Yeah, the show's at the Fairgrounds, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll have a couple tables. And then... Uh, Pins Mechanical, Nash Cards, Chris and the guys are throwing a party over there. It's free food, free drinks. We're going to bring a bunch of free wax to kind of contribute. There'll be door prizes. It's 100 bucks to get in, which, again, covers your food and your drink for the night. So, uh, yeah, and there's, like, bowling. There's a bunch of games, arcades, all that stuff over there as well. So I think everybody listening should buy a ticket and go to that. Even if you don't live in Nashville, just do it anyway. It'll be fun I don't fun even for care you. if you're going. Just buy a ticket. Oh, you know the other <laughs> thing I was going to mention quick was the was the Mike Trout stuff. Mike Trout made a video for PSA where he was literally just sitting there talking about his PSA cards, like cards he had graded, card he, cards he bought for himself. I actually thought that was pretty cool, the fact that Trout is like very, very actively in the hobby and talking about it. So just kind of a cool thing. And Adam Sandler, we want to be in your movie. Oh, yeah. That goes without saying. <laughs> Obviously, that's a that's a fun uh, story. If anybody didn't hear, they're making what are a the movie. chances, Jesse Rhodes Gibson? You can you can really shotgun mailbag. Do you have it in you? I I do. If we do it as soon as I'm done with this, there's a contest Absolutely. running again. If you guys are a new listener or just haven't done it already, um, one of our sponsors, Pristine uh, Auctions, they are uh, giving away a hundred dollars. Uh, we usually do $10. You'll still get $10 if you sign up for a new account with the code nonsense. Um, but anybody who signs up between today, Monday, and this coming Sunday, you'll be entered to win $100 credit on top of that. Um, just if you're not familiar, they just recently signed a deal with Beckett. If you get anything uh, graded with Beckett, you can send it to Pristine. They'll auction it straight from there. And if your card sells for over 500 They'll cover the grading costs as well. So there's a fun fact for you. Uh, again, new accounts, sign up, enter to win 100 bucks. Mailbag. It is a pleasure to come back to you folks with mailbag. Uh, Zeppi Borelli is our first question of the day. Any relation to uh, Zappi, you think? Just because their names sound familiar? 
I, I asked for shotgun. I, I am limited <laughs> on time here. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Fine. Fine. What card or player would you currently buy if you had a budget of $500? He's looking for a six to 12 month hold with the market being low right now. Is there someone you could see uh, there's a good return on investment time frame in that time frame? I mean, I bought Dak kind of a little bit shorter time frame than that, but not much just because I think he's going to play pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean, six to 12 months, I'd find somebody who's injured like who, who is like going to miss significant time and come back in the active season. Um, you know, even like Brady, though, like I said, I don't like Bra- well, Brady. I probably wouldn't mess with. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I, again, I'm so skeptical because of what the market's doing. I just don't know. Like, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't have a ton to say there. Jason Tatum, I guess, you know what I would look for, though? Uh, NBA players who I think are are playoff bound right now. That's about six months away. That's what I would kind of be looking for. Uh, David Wang wants to know, uh, well, you know what? Since it's Spitfire, we kind of already covered this question, David, when we talked about NBA. Uh, he has some rookie questions, basically, if there's anyone uh, worth the hype. Um, do you have anyone specifically other than Bunkero and, and Mathurin that we talked about? No, and I don't even know. I, I really haven't paid much attention to the rest of the rookies. I just think those guys have been like crazy pleasant surprises early. Okay. Uh, Brian Schoen, why are some show dealers uh, flat out rude at card shows? He's saying not, not that all of them are, but he finds that there's actually a number of people who give you a bad experience when you're there just to have fun. Any thoughts, Mike? People are dummies. Yep, you're in sales and you're a miserable person. Like, good for you. <laughs> Recipe for success. Next. Well, and I would also put uh, put the caveat on notice like an age in there. I very rarely have found anyone giving me attitude who's like, uh, you know, younger than forty. Probably like it, it seems like there's a uh, maybe there's a different class of people doing it at a different time. Uh, no offense if you're over forty. I love you so much. Question from Hayes Chandler Hudson. Will collectors ever take HGA serious in the world of card grading? No, not even close. I'm not going to be in business in six months. No, (laughs) (laughs) not a chance. They do look good. I mean, I like the colors, but yeah, as far as like a a grading for valuation, I don't, it doesn't seem like that's real. Um, Matt DeCarolis, I always mispronounce this. Um, he says, disclaimer, I always do my best to stay positive about the hobby, but I do have a concern with Panini's contract expiring with NBA licensing and, oh boy, Victor Wimbanyama's hype in the draft class of 2023. Do you think Panini will overprint next year's NBA products? I mean, there's always a possibility, but like, even with that, they can't even print what they need right now. And we have, we're seeing massive delays. So next year they're going to print and who owns Panini next year too. I think that probably becomes a huge factor here, but even then like, and Bronny jr is coming out too. Like could be an unbelievable class. Like, I just don't think they have the means to do that even if they wanted to. And I don't think they're going to be independently owned after this year from what we've heard now. So no, I don't think that's a real concern. Um, Rihan Wad Wani, uh, uh, should we be concerned about Lamar Jackson's ability to close out games? He has dropped pretty significantly in value um, over the last two weeks, if you haven't actually looked. I mean, it's a concern. I've also seen him win some pretty big games at the end of the... So, I don't know. Let's talk in a few more weeks. But he's he's definitely had his crazy ups and downs already, even early in the season. 
Johnny F., our friend from Canada, thoughts on the tag grading company and the future of traditional in-person graders versus AI-focused grading. You know what? Now that I say that out loud, that he uh, Johnny is from Canada, and we know from the summit that Jeremy um, with Sports Card, what's his podcast? Sports Card Live. Um, Live. He's from Canada, and he's involved with them. Is Tag a Canadian company? No, they're in California, I think. I mean, I was impressed by their setup. I, I guess there is some good things here, too, with them. It's not an AI grading company. It's a, that's not anything that's real, which is nice. And they don't really make that claim, which I kind of agree with as well. They're big on, though, showing you like crazy high-def scans to show you where the imperfections are. But grading is what it is. Like people always want to argue this point, and there's there's just no argument. Grading is about reputation and the value it adds to a card. You have to find a way to show the consumer that like you are the cool grading company, the one you should be with, and then they can add value to your cards. Until graders do that consistently, though, I, I don't think any other grader is going to be sustainable and, and really make any noise in the grading world. They have a chance to. Like they have a really nice setup. They're doing the show route. That's awesome. You know, I, I even think it's funny, though, like, again, and this is not like just a shot on us. Like, I've also not seen them with any big content creators. So if, you, if you're trying to come into this space, like, wouldn't you call us? Like, wouldn't you be calling, you know, Sports Card Radio? Wouldn't you be calling Jeff Wilson? I, I don't know. Like, I guess that's my thing. So h- how are you letting people know you're even out there? Like, what, what, what's the microphone you're using? So, because I do, okay. I think it's an uphill battle for new graders. Yeah, that's a fair point. As I think it's like an uphill battle for almost anybody. By the here. way, don't you don't have to call us. We, I don't. I don't want to talk about have a grader on here to talk about their <laughs> process. I just mean if I was in their marketing department, I'm like, right, who has the microphones here? Who should we be talking to? But yeah, that wasn't like a subtle hint. I don't want to. I'm sure they're great people. I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> um. All right. We'll do, let me see, one more question. How about that? Dan, yep. ooh, Dan Bergen. I'm not going to ask that one, but I do appreciate it. Mike would blow us. Yep. Aaron Hernandez wants to know, at what point is Fanatics held accountable for all the gaffes coming from Tops? Um, I think he's basically referring to, oh, he says the, some guy I can't pronounce, there's an auto issue, Julio SP, the silver packs, Bowman Sterling, Marked packs. Also, do any of does any of this shake your confidence in them to carry the hobby into the future? I mean, first of all, being held accountable, like any the the tops Chrome stuff. Every single person with a microphone talked about that at nauseum. I think they are being held as more accountable than anybody else who's ever come in the space, just because that's the time we live in. And I also don't think these are all like the biggest gaffes in the world. Some of them are, but I, you know, this is, they've literally been running tops for a few months. I I know, I I think they're going to run a business that does really well and makes a ton of money, which kind of by connection means they're going to be putting out desirable products that come out without, without flaws. Their first couple have issues. Yep. If this is still, now granted, if in six months, they're still releasing stuff and the checklist is messed up or hits are missing. Okay. That's a, that's a concern. But like right now, no, I just think it's kind of growing pains. They're walking into this new space. And so, and not to mention the fact, I don't think Fanatics has much to do with that. It's mainly Tops, And so Tops has been doing it for a while and they still make major screw-ups like that, but they're at least trying to address things. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have, my confidence, I guess, overall has not been shaken. I think we're going to, no matter who's making cards, we're going to see screw-ups here and there. My big thing is, do you get in front of things and do you make it right? Which I think they've done a good job of doing that so far. So I don't know. I, I don't have really any confidence issues. 
Here's a wild idea, though. If you think about it, if they, if any of these card companies were to start doing significantly better, they'd have to have more processes involved uh, that take out the human element. If that happens, I think you also see more and more products where you don't have any issues as far as centering and you know uh, creases or anything like that, which then takes out the element of grading being as important when all the cards are so similar. I do wonder if that's ever been considered or thought of in the sense of how it would affect the market if there were less gaffes. We've used that word more time today than any other uh, time in my life, but uh, it does make me wonder. Yeah, it's a fair point. Maybe, but but I also don't think that's reasonable. I don't think that's we're ever going to see flawless manufacturing. So, yeah, I, I just don't think it's ever going to come up. Well, Michael Paul, there you go. Get back to your moose watching, and we can end the show. What are we doing Monday? Who's coming on Monday? Do we have a guest or no? Uh, a week from today, we have Jason Flynn from Soccer Cards United joining oh, us. Today is Monday, not Thursday. Okay, Today is a Monday. That is correct. We might have a guest for Thursday. I'm working on some things. We'll see. Um, okay. Well, news to me, but that's exciting. Do you want me to close out the show or do you want another crack at it? <sighs> I'm going to close out the show so good. By the way, I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody um, we're officially around for a third year. Season three coming your way in January. I don't know that I took that as being like crazy official. Yes, it was. Oh, that was you absolutely that was official? official. Okay. That is I'm the not, person. If there's anyone who could make it official, it would be that person. So, so anyways, we are around for season three. Congratulations to you, Michael, and to all of you who get to listen to this. So, yes. So last thing, sports cars, nonsense, brought to you by the Ringer podcast network, powered by Spotify. We'll be back on Thursday. Goodbye. Bye.